What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Thursday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Once again, the hockey gods have smiled upon the podcast. <laughs> Give it 24 hours. It's a god, man. It's and crazy. And we will have something to talk about. Yes, uh, the big news is the Blackhawks have re- released her jersey numbers and Dylan Secura will be wearing number 79. Yeah. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. No, of course. <laughs> in the rafters. <laughs> We've got our broadcast team. At long last, uh, after Eddie Olchek's departure last month, which seems like five years ago, yeah. uh, the, the new broadcast team on TV is Chris Foster's on the play-by-play and... Patrick Sharp and Troy Murray. I will say this: two of the handsomest men in hockey broadcasting. Asked my wife. I told my wife, and she went, "Oh, yeah, not a bad broadcast to look at. Not yeah. at all." Chris Foster's so, also there. So, so Murray and Sharp are splitting games. That is our understanding, right? From what I'm told, it will be basically a 50 50 split it might be a little unbalanced one way or the other but basically 50 50 because we're still waiting to find out like what exactly the national broadcast schedule will be and that will have an impact on availability and things like that but i would expect this to be as close to 50 50 as the hawks can possibly make happen which to me part of me was like i would really like it to be sharp in the old check chair and then the few times, whatever it would be, where Sharp couldn't do it, Troy would come in off the radio and fill the, and then Kaylee Chelios goes and takes Troy's spot, like a like a ninety ten split or something. Like if that. it, yeah, or yeah, whatever it would be. But as I'm thinking about this, it might not be terrible to have Vosters establish a solid chemistry with both people on the broadcast, you know. And I think sure. having a split that's easy enough for the fans. I think where it's not confusing who's it going to be every night, whatever. It's not so like whiplashy as it was last year. And it also gives Vosters the opportunity to get, you know, flight miles with both partners. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy about it. I think they're probably the two best available names you could get. Um, and I know we had sort of speculated about, you know, Patrick Sharp's desire to do an entire season of hockey. Well, he's doing half a season. And I guess we can right. see after this year, uh, what happens? We don't have any obviously details on the contracts or anything like that. Um, but look, I think the Hawks, as you wrote about today for uh, allchgo.com, Mario, kind of did the best they could 
with a situation that they're at least part partially to blame for. Let's be honest, but uh, <laughs> right. still a difficult situation that they were not expecting to happen. Yeah, I think we all would have preferred there to be a you know someone in a position as the color analyst to take up either all eighty two games or a majority of them. Um, but with it being Sharp and Murray, I think you know, fans worrying about, Oh, you know, who's going to be on the broadcast tonight, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be the same as when it was play by play where, you know, one night it was Chris Foster's, um, you know, another night, John Whiteman did it. Another night it was uh, Steven Nelson. And, and you're just kind of figuring out who are these people? Who am I getting tonight? Is it Pat? Is it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I think, you know, knowing it's either going to be Troy or Patrick Sharp, um, two people that I think, the majority of fans will have no issue listening to and taking their word and taking their, their insight as credible um, makes it easier for it to be a 50, 50 split. And yeah, like you said, like it's not a bad thing in the sense as Vosters can get some chemistry with both of them. Um, but I think it would, it would have benefited him more and whoever would have been the color analyst to have a whole season of just the two of them Um being able to 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 build that chemistry because the chemistry that Pat Nettie had was one of the biggest charms of the broadcast outside of their actual broadcasting ability. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think this is kind of the most logical way that they can like, uh, you know, most logical way that they can kind of clean up their own little uh, spill here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bummed. It's not a, a guy for the full season, but then again, we haven't had that in a long time anyway, so it's not that different. Um, you know, it's more 50 50, which is a little different. Um, you know, and before it was, you know, Edzo was there for 55 60 of the games, and we had uh Steve Conroy lulling us to sleep on some of the broadcasts. <laughs> and uh, and I, Steve Conroy's a great guy, yes, and he's he a really is. good studio analysis he's doing great work on the nhl network yeah but his play by his uh work was was not exciting let's just leave it at that uh he he offered good insight just it was just it was boring Uh, you can Um, tell too that foley did not love the yeah he he wasn't chemistry there yeah they didn't work well off each other and that's probably what made those broadcasting broadcasts so less entertaining yeah. was that Foley wasn't as into it. Like you could, you, you know, could so it. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a different yeah. broadcast completely. Like there wasn't the funny jokes. There wasn't the, you know, the inside jokes, the feeding off each other's, you know, sayings. Um, but that's what you get when you work together for as many years as those two did. Yeah. And that's what's going to take 15, 16 time. seasons. Yeah. It's... Yeah. 16 seasons together. Uh, unless Edzo wasn't here for, was fully here for Edzo's first year. I don't remember that timeline. Cause he was his uh, old checks first year was 06, 07. I want to say like he, I just like he don't didn't remember Eddie with anybody else. Right, yeah. Like he wasn't with yeah, Dan those couple Kelly of seasons. Or... Foley wasn't here are a complete blur to me. I'm not. And I lie and I don't think Olchek was. I wasn't was... watching a ton of games then. He, I don't think that, he would. Know. He would have been on that on that broadcast at that point. Like you said, Jay, I don't think Olchek's ever been with anyone else yeah. on the regional uh, network. Um. So not ha- not having yeah. the same duo for the full season is nothing new for us. I would have liked that, but uh, uh, something that me, I, I'm gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see the games. Especially here in Chicago, that Sharp isn't on. Uh, maybe, maybe it's Sharp on the home games and 
Troy on the road games. Maybe that's how it's split up. Maybe Sharp doesn't want to travel, so he just. But whatever it is, games that Sharp isn't in the booth. It'd be interesting if he's around to maybe kind of soak in Troy Murray and learn from Troy Murray because we talk about how great Eddie Olchek is. Uh, Troy Murray, not far behind. No, he's like, not. Damn good analyst. To me, yeah. might it was right up there as far as hockey knowledge and, and doesn't get enough credit as he does because he's on the radio side. So I'm happy for him to get that TV exposure so people that maybe never listen to the radio broadcast can get an idea of how great he is. You're not going to get a much of a drop-off as far as hockey knowledge when it goes from old check to Murray. But there's a lot to be said that Sharp spends a season also learning – watching how Troy Murray does it and yep. gets mm-hmm. better that way. Cause there's no doubt that Patrick Sharp wants to be really good at it and will put the work into it. Just if you compare his first couple times, he was doing the studio stuff. He was like a deer in headlights and just looked uncomfortable. But a year after that, he was really good doing the stuff for NBC. So I, I expect a little bit of the same, those first couple games, maybe a little, but he'll grow into it. He'll get more comfortable and it's, it, it's going to be fine. It's it's not Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley. We need to just remember that when the season starts. It's Chris Foster's with either Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp, and they are not going to be Pat Foley and Ed, and Ed Olchek. Don't expect them yeah. to be Pat Foley and Ed Olchek. Just let them be themselves and let them grow into the role, and I think all three of them together will do a heck of a job. You what? have to you have to give them like a blank a blank slate to start. Yeah, you can't you say, can't, "Oh, you can't compare them to the last guys." Yeah, are they filling in Pat and Eddie? Almost no one in the world would be able to do that. No, right? It's a they're a legendary team for a reason. Uh, Pat Foley's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Like it's there's a reason he can sit down at Wrigley Field and do a game pretty much seamlessly <laughs> without blinking an eye. Right? <laughs> the guy's just a pro. One right. thing I want to make sure we don't go any longer without addressing too is. This is wonderful news for Troy Murray that he's able to go back to like, yes, it has not been highly publicized. His cancer journey. Troy was in a freaking battle. Like it was not, it was not good. Like it Mm. it was not like some like, Oh, you know, we're going to just like stage one, whatever. It was a very serious situation. Um, he was in a lot of pain. It was a very hard thing for him to deal with. So to see him, be an option this season is fantastic. And yeah. people I've talked to about this, uh, you know, since the news broke are saying it's on, it's amazing. It's so great that Troy gets to be part of this. Everyone is so happy for him and look like we, you don't know, you know, anytime you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis, you, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, like he did his entire hockey career, Troy Murray battled his ass off and is now in position to do this in a, in a full-time basis. If he's not on TV, he's going to be on radio. And, and that is huge news. And I'm so happy for Troy. I'm friendly with Troy for my years producing the Hawks games on the radio. And uh, him and I spoke a couple times during him and my mom were going through cancer treatment congruously, congru- whatever, at the same time. And uh, simultaneously, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Simultaneously. So now and again, I would reach out to him and just check because, you know, something would spark your mind and, it was tough. He was going yeah. through a real, real hard time. And if you did ask me then, is Troy Murray going to be on the full-time broadcast next season? Would I say yes? No, not based on those conversations. So, so happy that Troy yeah. is healthy enough and bouncing back and is ready to take on another full season, be it on TV or radio. It's fantastic. Love that guy. He was one of my, you know, Jeremy Roenick is the guy 
that drew me into hockey. But then as you start to learn the game and learn the players, Troy Murray was like the first guy that I started paying attention to and loving his game. And he became one of my favorite players really early on. Uh, and to, to be able to know him and, and, and be friendly with him is awesome. And now this next step for him is fantastic. So he's going to do great. And Hawks fans that don't remember him being on the simulcast before are going to be in for a treat because Troy is awesome. He's really, really mm-hmm. good at the job. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's no wonder that the the radio broadcast is is considered one of the best <clears throat> local broadcasts in in the entire uh, in the entire league uh, for 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 the radio calls. So it's yeah, it's 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 great that that Troy's going to be involved. Absolutely fantastic that it it is a signal that his health uh, has improved to a point where he's able to not only uh, be back on the radio in a regular basis, but also to be able to do both radio and TV uh, to split the year. So it's that, 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 that is tremendous news. I know that the few times that we've uh, been able to see Troy around the, the facilities um, last season and, and over the summer, um, I think just, you know, from, from, from seeing him around and seeing him interact with people, it looks like even in that, in that time frame, you know, he's looking, he's looking better. He's looking more, more healthy and, and more, uh, you know, ready to, ready to, to go to, to, to jump back in. So it's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely uh fantastic news. And, um, it'll be interesting to see too. Um, you know, cause, cause this setup now it's not only going to be a split with the television, uh, broadcast, but now it's, it splits the radio, uh, broadcast up a little bit. So when, when, when Troy's doing TV, it appears that, you know, Kaylee Chelios looks like it'll, it she'll is, be the, yes. uh, that that will be the st- the fill in. From what I'm told, that will be the standard procedure when Troy's on TV. Kaylee moves to radio. That is, of course, there will be availability things and whatever, but that will be the standard plan of operation. Mm-hmm. Troy goes to TV. Kaylee goes to radio. Okay, and that's a great I'm that's a great opportunity it. for yeah. Kaylee to sit there and and progress her career in the booth with John Weineman, one of the best color uh, play by play guys in all of hockey. That's a huge opportunity for her. And I'm happy uh, she's getting that opportunity. Uh, and, and just to, to echo what we were saying about Troy Murray, it's going to be amazing to see him at the rink all year long uh, and be able to, to, you know, say hello, build, hopefully build a relationship there. I don't know. I could probably speak for you guys too, but I don't know who I know in my uh, world. Uh, it's my better half. Who's more excited about the Patrick Sharp. Uh, bringing <laughs> on. She's like, wait there. a minute. You're going to be able to like see Patrick Sharp every day and talk to him. Like if you get him in the studio for a show, I have to come down that day. I'm like, yeah, no, that, that when you far away from that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, Greg, uh, hope and Stacy just have tremendous taste in men. Yeah. They, 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 they are, they dream about great looking hockey players and end up with average looking hockey writers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You, know, you got to, you got to aim. Thanks aim for, for lowering your standards, ladies. <laughs> aim for the stars. You'll, you'll, or aim for the moon. You'll land amongst the stars. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully I, said. I fell in love with Patrick Sharp and all I got was this lousy Greg. <laughs> uh, well, you're, you know, you're, you and Patrick have a lot in common. You're both men. And we, yeah. Both have hair. Yes. And uh, so yeah, much that's more. That's about it. That I just <laughs> so much more. We both so like many other things. Oxygen. <laughs> He's got a. I don't, 
I don't think that Patrick uh, has this quite the same Roosevelt's collection though as you, and I See? think you, know, you, you top him in that regard. Not that See? we know. Of. Take that, Sharpie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Lawrence. But his hair, though. Yeah, Ooh. it's good. Good hair. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Not bad. Well, whatever. Uh, I sort uh, of mentioning, by the way, um, when we when we sort of sideswiped Steve Conroy uh, <laughs> a little bit. He was a little bit monotone in the booth, and I think that will be a challenge for Sharpie early on. Is um, he he is good? He's a good analyst, obviously, but I do think uh, the hardest thing for a broadcaster to find, and I'm pointing the thumb at myself, it's something I struggle with all the time, is to find that energy in your voice sometimes. Right? Some, you're just talking, and you're you're not always thinking about the energy you're expressing while you're talking. I think that'll be one of the learning curves for, for Patrick. So it might sound a little bit um, slower or I hate to use the word boring, but I, I, I think people might, if they're just sort of half listening, it might sound that way. So I think that if I'm, if there's one thing I'm coaching Patrick Sharp, not that I'm going to, but if so, that someone is, it's kind of like, make sure you're putting that energy out there. Do your best to have, you know, oomph and what you're delivering and, and confidence and poise and all those sort of things. It's very hard to coach, but it'll come with time. You know, the more time he puts in, the better he'll get at it. If there's anyone that can pull energy out of somebody, it's Chris Voster. So true. I think, I, I think this is true. Sharp will be able to, uh, to uh, adapt pretty quickly uh, in, in that, in that kind of setting. Yeah. If, if you can't get your, your engine going, sitting next to Chris Vosters for three hours, something is wrong. Cause that guy is a ball of energy and just He'll constantly upbeat and, and uh, you know, excited about what he's doing. So yeah, yeah that's same, something same to thing think for, about. Uh, for Kaylee and John Weideman, like John Weideman <laughs> is the nicest guy in the world and he is going to welcome Kaylee with open arms and, and show her the ropes. And there's no ego there with John. Like he, you know, Pat. Yeah. There's a little bit of ego with Pat. Like Pat's got a presence. He's a little bit intimidating. To be around, right? Um, he knows he's Pat Foley. Yeah, and John is a wonderful <laughs> broadcaster, uh, but he is the sweetest guy in the world and will do everything he can to make Kaylee succeed and thrive. And I've been really, like, was last year was her first year on the broadcast, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I thought she was really good. Like she had done stuff with Tampa. Was, yes. Right. Yeah. She had done stuff with Tampa before. Right. before Tampa has not won a Stanley cup without Kaylee uh, <laughs> as part of the crew. It's true. They have not won true. one since she left. So she's got to bring that, that energy lighting. to Chicago now. Well, what's, what's interesting to what's interesting. Yeah. It might take some time, but we'll see. But uh, what's interesting with the radio call and, and um, I read through Scott Powers's piece uh, the, today after the announcement of, of, of Sharp and Murray in the broadcast. And, and it, it, it jumped out to me that in talking with, uh, with Jamie Faulkner about bringing in Troy and, and, and Patrick as, uh, as the split duo for, for TV, she said something in there that was caught me off guard a little bit. And that was that you can expect, she said, you can expect John Weideman to call almost all of the radio game uh, of the games next year on the radio. And that was interesting to me because we had heard a little bit about, you know, John Weideman having maybe a different role or a different, uh, having some different responsibilities with the Blackhawks as, as they've kind of gone through this little, you know, broadcast team transformation, but it never really came to fruition that, his radio calls and, and being the play-by-play -play voice wherever really going to be, um, 
you know, changing all that much. Uh, so it was interesting to me to see that, you know, John may not do all the radio games because I, I was expecting that to be the case. Well, he didn't do all of them last year either. There were a few that he like he didn't do the West Coast road trip. Yeah, there were a few. So maybe it's just he wants to lighten up his travel schedule. You know, he's he's not. Uh, well, and they also were cycling in people in case right. he was the 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 new TV play by play person. So, so it might be a yeah. choice of the, just like he's going to skip a couple of those winter road trips and say, you know what, I've put in enough mileage, <laughs> but we'll see yeah, how, could, how that could goes. Be. Could be. Um, but yeah, to get him on as many times as possible. Um, one of the best in the business. You said, Jay, like. Super sweet guy. I've had the privilege of being able to talk to him, uh, you know, at, at games and at practice. You know, it was one night we were talking to him uh, outside the broadcast booth, and we were both kind of like, "Don't you have a game to go to, John?" Like, <laughs> like we, we could chat later. We could chat later. I think they need you behind the mic. <laughs> I, it was. It sounded like a Bill Cosby impression. Don't you have a game to call with the pudding pops? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, gotta talk about jail. the pucks and the goals and the penalties. <laughs> yeah, that's where the uh, similarities end. So yes, hopefully yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird day because I got on the uh, CHGO uh, Chicago Sports Podcast, which re-debuted today in a new format, which was kind of cool seeing. I like the new uh, format. Ke- yeah. Kevin and and Luke and and Casey all in different spots of the studio. Like it was kind of a fun little thing, but. I got them to actually use a Mussolini reference on air, and now we've done Bill Cosby <laughs> impressions. So this has been a banner day for CHGO. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I threw that Mussolini comment up there. I thought, you know, we need to hear a Mussolini comment. I thought that was well. Uh, all right. In case you didn't watch it, rally. let's get a little context in there. So no, like, I'm not. I don't want to be made out to be a World War II uh, fascist dictator sympathizer. That's Bobby Hull's job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were talking about yeah. the Cubs doing the idiotic thing of honoring Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols before today's Cubs Cardinals game, which is just the stupidest. Wait, thing. what? Yes, oh, yeah. they're going to like mention because it's their last games most likely ever at Wrigley Field. What am so going like, to do? Thanks for kicking our ass for the last twenty years. Like it's so stupid. They gave them the dumbest the thing I ever heard, and I said. The Cubs honoring those two guys would be the same as if America made Mussolini's birthday a national holiday. Like it makes zero sense. You're honoring the enemy. <laughs> like it'd be like the Blackhawks holding, you know, a, a Steve Eisenman night, a, a Rafi Torres night. Like yeah. you know, it just makes no sense. Like Dumb I get, idea. I get the the stupid Derek Jeter farewell tour that that we all endured a few seasons ago. But f that too. Pujols and, and overrated Pudwack. confirmed. Confirmed. Screw those guys. Screw those guys. I, I, at least G, at least you got a gift bag with Jeter. I just like <laughs> I love Cody from CHGO Cubs and he they the Cubs like tweeted the photo of Hayward and Rossi giving uh Pujols and Molina the signs and his tweet was just suck my ass. <laughs> Cody, <laughs> Cody there's, you, there's a lot of words that you could use to describe Cody and and, and some people may not great. like jive with him all the time but there's one thing that I will never deny that kid is that he is passionate yes. about his cubbies and I love him for it. Uh, yes. I see for me, I was trying to spin it to him earlier that this is just an opportunity the Cubs are giving the fans to boo the shit out of those two guys. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> There's Cody giving the double birds. Beautiful. 
Perfect. Uh, I did not hear it when that happened. Was there booing or had to be booing? There had to be booing. There I, actually, had I, didn't, to be. I didn't hear it either. Yeah. But. All right. Well, I'm going go to go drive by and boo them anyway just to be safe. Yeah, right. Probably. I'm I'm guessing the, the TV broadcast, the radio broadcast had the uh, field level mics turned off for that because I'm yeah. sure there were Turn those down. creative four-letter words flying around. And few of them would have been supplied by me if I was there. Does yeah. Here's the thing. Does all longevity need to be honored in sports. This sounds like a next summer topic. Like <laughs> you were good for a long time. So now every ballpark you played in now has to honor you and give you something. No, that's well, it's a like crap is, is Patrick Marlowe, a hall of fame hockey player. Cause he played the most games, but he didn't really, you know, was he ever a dominant top five in the league player for a long enough time? I don't know. Really good for a long time. He was among the best for a long time. Yeah. I think he's, he's probably in. I think he's, he's a Hall of Famer in my yeah. book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. I would think so. I mean, yeah. Uh, with when you look at some of the names that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, yeah, for for lesser achievements. So. Right. Yeah. Even even just on the games alone, to me, that makes you a Hall of Famer to play this sport true. as long as he did, as well as he did. I mean, sure, those last three or four seasons, five seasons weren't great. <laughs> But for t- for eight to ten years, him and Joe Thornton were as good as it got in the Western Conference. So to play as long as he did, until they had to play the Blackhawks, where... right? Well, was saw. You can say that. You can say that about all of those California teams at one yeah. point or another. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would think Marlo is a Hall of Famer. That, that's tough to do. But you're right. The longevity thing, like, eh, especially when it's your enemy. No, no. The Cardinals would never do that for a Cubs player. Never in a million years. No. Are the Bears going to honor Aaron Rodgers at Soldier Field this year? They effing better not. Rodgers might make them since he apparently owns them, you know. Right. Well, speaking of longevity, uh, there's another little bit of news we have to get to. But first, we're going to tell you about our friends at (laughs) Mario's bummed out. There's no no news. There's no news. It didn't happen. It's not true. Keep telling. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, Points Bet Sportsbook is counting down the days until football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. So from now until September 8th, Points Bet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central. Sign up for Points Bet now using the code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th, but that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you're going to receive a free CHGO membership that unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet, and if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And our 25% off sale at the CHGO Locker is still going on. So jump on that deal. I think it ends on Saturday. So make sure if you've been waiting to jump on that deal, do it now. Save 25% at chgolocker.com. And we are also brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens and their AG1 formula, you may ask. I'm glad you did because I'll tell you. It is a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, 
minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And if you eat uh, different diet, if you have different dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten free or dairy free or whatever it might be, or if you follow different diets on your own, a choosing like keto or paleo or vegan, uh, with AG1, you're able to incorporate those into those diets, no problem whatsoever. It's a small once a day habit with big benefits. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we got to get into it. Mario, I hope you've steeled yourself. Phil Kessel. Greg, I hope you steeled yourself. Is a golden knight. <laughs> it's a double shot in the nads for you guys. <laughs> Reason number nine million to hate the golden knights. Seriously, I love your disdain for the knights, man. It's one of my favorite things. They're awesome. just so freaking annoying. Everything about them is annoying. Yeah. Ugh. One and a half million for a year. And that's that's that to me, more than going to Vegas is the kick in the nads. It's because it was one year at one and a half million. Like Blackhawks don't have one and a half million to just, you know, invest in a, a wheelbarrow full of hot dogs and bring it over to <laughs> Phil and say, hey. <laughs> is this not enticing to you? Well, see, it's a money maker because aren't the, the if I'm if I remember correctly, the Wurtzes get the uh, concession revenue, while yeah, the while the Reinsdorf's get the parking revenue. I think I have that right. So you bring in Phil, pre and post game dogs. He's paying for himself by the end of the year. Exactly. I mean, you know, even with a even with the 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 five percent player discount that they get. What you know though, he is in the land of free buffets. Or five dollar yeah. buffets. Yeah, but I've had a I've had a, a hot dog in, in Las Vegas before. It, it's nothing it's compared not to Chicago. Idea. Just sitting out there in that roller for like seven to eight hours. Yeah. Not not the, nothing compared to what you can get in this city. So if there's yeah. a guy though that is going to find a world class hot dog in the city of Las Vegas, it will be Phil Kessel. He'll sniff one out for sure. Well, he has the means. There's the guy in the on the old Simpsons gag where the hot dog vendor just follows Homer around. He's putting my kids <laughs> through college. <laughs> that guy's got to find Phil Kessel. <laughs> just walk around Vegas, just like not that, too close. There's our, just you know, there's our uh, enough. Yeah, there's our money making scheme. Let's open like a, a Gene and Jude's on the Strip. Uh, just a little stand right there. Yeah, just uh, a Vienna beef pop stand. Up cart. And they've got one outside of uh, Leo's Honky Tonk in Nashville. They've got a, a Vienna beef stand for. Uh, There's the got to be a hot dog cart out in front of the New York, New York, don't you think? You would imagine, imagine so. Yeah. I mean, if not, then they are failing at everything. <laughs> Look, when I was in college, there was a guy. There's a Nathan's just... in there. I just remember that. There is a there Nathan's in New York, New York. There you go. Well, yeah, there you go. Con Coney dogs. I'm yeah, sure, there, I, I'm sure was... Phil has his own permanent booth already reserved. <laughs> There was a there was a guy uh, when I was in college, around midnight would just take a, a a heater like a one of those hot cold bags, just a heat bag, prop it down. He'd have, he had a lawn chair, 
one dollar you can get a, a pre-made uh, hot dog that was sitting in a heat bag and at 2 a.m leaving the bar uh, in whitewater a one dollar hot dog sounded like a great idea uh, so yeah if anything <laughs> if anything better than that can happen uh, on the strip in Vegas you're gonna make you're gonna make yourself some money that sounds like a guy that doesn't need student loan forgiveness because he paid off his tuition by selling $1 hot dogs to a bunch he of drunk, may as well drunk kids. At he may as well That's have. genius. Pick That's yourself genius. up from the bootstraps and sell some hot dogs. Yeah. That's what my grandpappy <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, like so People get mad about people getting help. It's my favorite. Anyway, well, hey, if you didn't get help, no one else day. can get help. <laughs> right. So. right. Hey, I, you I, I had cancer. Why should anyone else have cancer? I, everyone else should have to deal with it, too. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, anyway, back to the old hockey. Back to anyway. back to our disappointment in Phil Kessel. Yeah, so, at least two look, to three of us are disappointed. I'm telling you, if they got him, they would. You have to admit. And yes, I know he had a down year last year, but he's peep, he's power play one. He's top line. He's playing with Kane and Taves probably for a, the bulk of the season. He's gonna have a bounce back year, and you are. Maybe I'm a little bit too optimistic about this Hawks team or pessimistic, Maybe. however you want to look at it. But Maybe. <laughs> getting Phil Kessel now, that does make them dangerously too competitive. Nah. I mean, it, he Coyotes he finished with the worst record than the Blackhawks did last year with Phil Kessel playing right. all 82 games. He scored eight goals last season. Um, he'd, he plays no defense, so... I, I don't know where the the offensive output to defensive uh, negative output flip flops in the uh, in the way where the Blackhawks benefit from it. All right. I hope. Well, it doesn't matter. He's a he's a goal tonight. But you're I right. I, I hope he drives right. Vegas. Now. It does not matter now. I still have concerns. I still have concerns. All I hope for I now is in the, in the three games that the Hawks play the, the Knights, if he scores eight goals this season, I hope all eight of them come in those three games against the Blackhawks. <laughs> Help us out, Phil. You broke our hearts. Help us out by beating us three times this season. There you it go. Could. I, what I love is that with his Ironman streak, he could tie it against the Maple Leafs and then break it against the uh, Coyotes. Just poetic. That's that's. It would have been better Nothing against the Coyotes. Been, the Coyotes like, are sharks. I thought didn't Friedman say it was? I heard Elliot Friedman say it was. I thought it was something. I thought it was Coyote. Maybe it was something else against the Sharks. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's gonna. I thought it was. Coyote. Yeah, tying it a record against the Leafs will be sweet. Yeah, he'll yeah. tie it against the Leafs because he was like one of the first. Like, oh, well, you can't win with him. Well, you can't win with Nylander. You can't win with Mitch Marner. You can't win. Soon it will be. You can't win with Austin Matthews. And no, it's it's not them. It's hey, you. Yeah. If they if they can't the, if the they Penguins believe they like can't disagree with you. Yeah, they did it twice with him. Yep. And he should have had the con Smythe that second year, damn it. But he could have robbed. Yeah. He could have. How much did he I I mean, I should probably know this top of my head as a fat guy and a hockey fan. Um, <laughs> what did Phil eat out of the cup? Hot dogs. Well, he had hot dogs on the golf course. Okay. Uh, I think that was Good. I think that was round two with the cup. Okay. He did that. Good for so. him. The correct yeah. answer to that, anything he wanted to. <laughs> what did he eat out of the cup? Anything and everything he wanted to. Yep. Uh, uh, in in the in the comments here, uh, Jay Fish, uh, not to be confused with Jay Fresh, says that his one thousandth game will be against the Coyotes. Ah, there it is. So there I knew is. there was something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There Sweet. Go. Oh, you so, know. Yeah. The. Uh, I, I, mean, the I don't know what the, that accomplishes for the Knights. It's put, just put your put your finger in the in the hole that's leaking. 
I guess so. It's a name that it's a name that that casual fans in Vegas will recognize and say, "Hey, they're trying to win." And then in the same press conference, he has to say that, "Oh, by the way, our, our goaltending tandem is Lauren Brassad and 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 Logan, Logan Thompson." Thompson. Is yeah, Leonard is out for the year, or is yeah hip for surgery? Sure, right? Okay, yeah. Playing, so. yeah, hip surgery. He's done. And who they had somebody else uh, that was supposed to be the backup and got hurt, right? Or was that Logan Thompson that I'm thinking of? Thompson was the guy that filled in late last year. He was the guy that that started those games down the stretch when Leonard. Maybe that's was who I was trying to think of. Hurt. Yeah. See, I'm going to go to their cap friendly and see yeah. who pops up here. Yeah, that's that's not a uh, enviable goaltending situation. No, but no. but hey, no, you know. no more. They 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 replaced Max Pacioretty with Phil Kessel, Ooh. and uh, and they have it's a down, no it's a downgrade. No, they have Jack Eichel. Um, the other goalies <laughs> on their inner system: Isaiah Seville, uh, Yuri Patera, and Michael Hutchinson of Inexpress. Oh, Michael Hutchinson. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. So those are the and then okay. the any relation to Dave Seville of the uh, Chipmunk fame? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's a fictional character, but yes. <laughs> David Seville's a real guy. <laughs> I'm sure there's Still someone in the world. Me, damn it! I'm no, sure there's seriously. someone in the world with like that. He was name. the guy that created the Chipmunks and was in those original songs. That's a real guy. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, well, technicality. I, I I have to I have to believe Greg in his in his trivia brain. To, that's true. To know, to know that information. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, we got. We should get to the uh, the Patrick Kane story uh, today. Um, story. Story. Eh, it's this is actually a story. This is yeah. a little something worth discussing. Well, it's coming uh, from a re- a real source. I mean, source. Well, real it's, sources are saying real things. Yeah, it's not. It's still it, a whole lot of nothing. It's not spitballing, uh, right. turning it turning into a report. It is a report. <laughs> yeah, Elliot Friedman had it on Thirty Two Thoughts today, um, basically saying, you know, this is not a direct quote, but where there's smoke, there's fire, and it is something the Oilers are looking into um, and uh, trading for Patrick Kane. That is, if we're not being clear, and that uh, a lot of people think that if this happens at all for anybody. It would be like a three-team trade that might take up like double, like two teams taking on part of Patrick Kane's salary. Now, I think what Friedman didn't clarify, and what I would assume here is if that's the case, this is something that would happen before the season begins. If you're talking trade deadline, you don't need two two teams to accommodate that salary, right? To accommodate the cap hit. His actual, so, yeah. his actual dollars is not a lot of money. But doesn't the cap hit go down as the season goes on too? Uh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but like I think prorated, right? Right. Or is that the salary? So I the think salary is definitely, yeah, the sal the salary in actual dollars doesn't, I, I don't believe that change or it's, okay. it's prorated. Yeah. But, but to fit the cap hit, the, the, the cap hit is what the retained salary number affects because it's the cap right. hit that each okay, it's yeah, the cap that each team has to fit under okay the actual dollars doesn't matter yeah because they say the hawks would eat half but then other teams would have to like send a uh salaried player back to to make up the difference in the salary if they need to get under the cap or whatever right yeah okay. yeah yeah so so as friedman said and and, and frank saravalli uh also mentioned on on the the, the daily face off face off uh rundown today with saravalli he he said what I know hasn't changed in, in a month where, you know, there are teams that are looking into Patrick Kane, but 
reiterating it. It just kind of comes down to what Chicago and what, what Kane actually want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, you know, there is interest who wouldn't be interested in, right. in trying to make a deal for Patrick Kane work, especially teams that are looking to be, uh, you know, contending for a cup and, and teams like Edmonton who, you know, even though they have dry and McDavid and they, you know, they've made the playoffs a, a number of years and they're always, you know, they're in a, they're in a division that, you know, kind of is a little, you have a little leeway. They, they got to have success. You know, they got to have success with, with, with Stanley cup runs and, and Stanley cup uh, championships. It's, any Canadian market needs that, but especially one that has two of the arguably top five players in the league. Uh, you, you have to, you have to have success. And I, I think, you know, if they're looking for it, Patrick Kane obviously uh, makes them a better team offensively, but uh, if they're breaking the bank for Kane, I, I don't, I don't know. I, f- I feel like they have, they have challenges on defense that need, need addressing. Yeah. You can try and outscore everybody that as much as you want and having Kane dry and McDavid play together will allow you to outscore a lot of teams. But you know, if you're giving up four or five, six goals a night, I, I know they upgraded quote unquote in net, but, the defense is a challenge. Another team looking into Patrick Kane, according to Frank Saravalli, is Toronto. Their defense is a challenge. Did yeah, they upgrade yeah. in net? I don't think so. So you can try and outscore everybody you want, but you got to stop pucks at some point. And so, yeah, Patrick Kane would would help you offensively. He's not going to help you defensively. We all we all know that. So um, Kane and Murphy for Matthews. Who yeah. says no? Uh, oh, Toronto does. <laughs> Toronto, I think. Oh, tells right, you right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably um, right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right, Mario. With the and, and when you tweeted out what Sarah Valley said, I I retweeted it and said this is the key that we have to remember. It's Pap to Patrick Kane if mm-hmm. and when this deal ever gets made. The Oilers can be as interested as they want to be. The Toronto Maple Leafs can be as interested as they want to be. It doesn't mean jack squat until Patrick Kane says, okay, I want to be traded and I want to be traded. So the Oilers can make any offer they want. And until Patrick Kane agrees to it, it doesn't matter. When here's the interesting thing, right? Like, so Kyle Davidson has said over and over and over again, that he's not going to go to Taves or Kane and ask them to waive their no movement clause. He is waiting for them to come to him and say, we want to go or I want to go, whatever it might be. So here's the thing. Are people calling Kyle Davidson and Davidson's just like compiling a list of trade offers? Like, okay, I've got this from the Oilers and we got this one from Toronto. We got these other ones here. And now I'm just going to sit here and wait for Patrick to come and say he wants to leave. You kind of. I don't buy that. If he, right. If he gets some sort of like franchise altering offer, not going to Kane and saying, hey, we got this offer for you. Does playing here interest you at all? That is, look, I know you you want to give Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves all the respect they've earned, obviously. But if some team comes to you today and says, we're going to give you our next three first-round picks and this top prospect and a couple seconds, what? okay, I got to talk to Patrick now. You know what I mean? Like You, you can't mm-hmm. just sit on it and wait. It would be negligent. For Kyle to say, hey, thanks for these offers, and I'll, I'll keep note of them. But until Patrick comes and talks to us, we're just not going to move him. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that line when he said it. I don't buy it now. I think that's just lip service. I think obviously he's not going to just say, hey, I'm going to try and trade you, waive your no trade clause. 
I don't think he's pressuring them. But as you said, if he gets an offer that it's like, I got to make this deal, I'm sure he's going to go and approach them and say, hey, this is what I got on a table. It makes a lot of sense for us. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? Is this a place you want to play? If not, say the word. I'll tell him thanks, but no thanks. Otherwise, let's see what we can do. I don't have any doubts that that's how it will or or might go down because Kyle Davidson has proven more already multiple times. He's aggressive. He doesn't care about what the public reaction to his trades yeah. are. He is not loyal to anybody not sentimental. from the previous regime. So I, there, I have no, I, there's no way Kyle Davidson doesn't get a phone call from the Oilers and they offer him the world for Patrick Kane. There's no way he doesn't, make a call to Patrick Kane and at least see how he feels. I'm not saying he's calling them saying, Hey, you guys got to waive your no trade clause before the season. Give me the teams you want to go to. I'm going to make it happen. No, I don't think he's doing that. But when the offer comes in, like if something comes in that blows his mind and gives him exceeds his expectations, you got to have that conversation with the player. Otherwise you're not doing your job as a general manager. And I, there's no way that's happening. And look, I think Hawks fans are, you know, the tearing of the bandaid, right? Like, yeah, when whenever Patrick King gets traded, or and same with Jonathan Taves, it's gonna hurt. Like, it's gonna sting. Like, it's it, it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow for Hawks fans that have watched these guys resurrect this franchise, win three Stanley Cups, yada yada yada. It's gonna hurt regardless, but it's gonna hurt a lot less when instead of waiting five years to be competitive, maybe it's three years instead because you were able to make these deals for these guys and add a bunch of assets and draft picks that get you back to contention sooner. Isn't that ultimately what matters, right? Sentimentality is what has the Hawks in this position they're in now with Seabrook's ridiculous deal and, and all those things that happened under he who shall not be named for in, in the last few years of his tenure. Like you can't You can't hang on too long. And well, look, if you're I'm given curious. some offer that blows your doors off, yeah, you can't just say, like, I'm sorry, we haven't asked Patrick yet, and we already said we wouldn't. No, do your effing job and make the trade, you know? Like, you've got to do – he's got to be active, and I hope you're right, Greg, and I think you are probably correct, that it was more of a lip service, sort of a not, you know, letting Patrick save face and not to deal with it all year. Um, yeah. Also, it puts a little bit of the attention on Kane, too, like, hey – what do you think? What do you, that that could be going on all year, every yeah. game. Hey, another loss. Have you have you given any more thought to leaving the team? He's going to be both those guys will be facing that question all year. It's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. if the locker rooms are are opened again this year. Uh, <laughs> how often yeah. those guys are are actually at their stalls after a game because they're just going to get tired of hearing about it. Um, and you know. We talk about actual offers for Kane, like and Friedman mentioned, like a maybe a three-team deal. Deal. I just don't know if Edmonton has enough pieces to pull it off. I look at their prospect pool, and it's not fantastic. I mean, Dylan Holloway is a nice player. Um, Everyone talks Xavier about Xavier is a nice play. Everybody. player. Jesse Puyarvi is 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 it's like. Every, he's like the first Kirby Doc. No, if if you're include, yeah, he could be the like fifth piece added to the Patrick. I'm not. It's the same people that every time Capocaco for Patrick Kane, blow it out your ass. <laughs> all right, these guys aren't at the same level. They're never going to be at the same level. I'm not interested in your failed draft picks. Is there like, a roster player real? Like it's not going to be Drysdale. It's not going to be McDavid, right? But if you look at it, who is actually playing for Edmonton now? 
when you're looking at it from the context of the Blackhawks, is there a player that you would say, all right, let's talk, right? Like, let's see if we can make this happen. And no, you got, you have to throw in Holloway has to be in that conversation. Yeah. You have to throw in a top three prospect, top five, top three Holloway and and a first round pick. Xavier Burgo, both of those guys. Right. And we'll start there. Uh, Stuart Skinner, the, the young goaltender, maybe. Um, but there's not a lot there. And, you know, you like our, Yamamoto? Uh, no. No. At 23, Doesn't do it. Don't. Doesn't do it Dude, dude's, been a, dude's been playing three years with Connor McDavid and hasn't done squat. Yeah. See ya. Like, not interested. Like, we got, we got to remember, this isn't he who shall not be named making the trade. If it's he who should not be named, he, he'd trade Patrick Kane for Jesse Pugliarvi straight up. That's the, that's the, that's got a, that's his deal. All that's got him written all over right. failed for first round pick. Evan Bouchard is mentioned in the, in the comments. Maybe I don't think they want to give him. I up. don't think they want to give him up, you know, but because, <laughs> because they don't have too many great defensemen. Yeah. Cause if I'm Ken Holland, who can we just say one of the most overrated general managers in the history of the game? Sure. Um, why is you? Why are you trying to cripple your future for another goal scorer? You know what's going to prevent? As Mario said earlier, if I'm out there trying to make one more move, it's to get a superstar goalie or a superstar defenseman, not another superstar offensive player. You've got plenty of offense. Yeah, in Edmonton. and you got to get a Jack Campbell. Not the answer. Upgrade over Mike Smith, sure, but that's a very low bar to jump over. Uh, you've Darnell Nurse, really nice defenseman. Not an elite defenseman. Yeah. My, you know, Evan Bouchard, really nice defenseman. Not an elite defenseman. I don't get why they're – I don't think they have enough for a Patrick Kane trade. And even if they did, why are they trying to do that? That's not – I mean, I'm not going to stop them for giving us the world for Patrick. I'm not going to say it can. I don't think this is this is the best <laughs> you for your franchise. But, <laughs> right. but, you know, he should be looking elsewhere. Same with the Maple Leafs. Like, how many years are you going to, like, not – figure it out that you need to be better defensively and in net to win in the playoffs. Well, here's the other thing too, is like, just like we are sort of underwhelmed with the return for Dabrinkit, this could be a situation with Kane too, because teams are going to be looking to add Patrick Kane, our contenders, and none of them have the cap space to bring him back. So whoever's trading for Kane, it's going to be a rental, right? right. And it like his next deal is not going to be, he's not Phil Kessel. It's not going to be 1.5 for a year. You're talking at least eight. At he'll, least he'll, eight. He'll stay in the, in the in the eight, nine, maybe. I mean, if he hits the open market, maybe even a team gives him 10 million. Who knows? Right. But yeah, he's he's still playing at that that type of elite level. Um, so yeah, if it's if it's a, a contender, it's it's likely to be. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's a contender that's ha- has that has like an eight nine million dollar contract coming off the books, but if it's a contender, it's going to be a rental. Colorado, and... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon. Sure, sure. Oh, speaking of that, uh, we are supposed to do our uh, <clears throat> Central Division previews starting today with the Avalanche. We're going to talk to AJ Hayfleet tomorrow. Uh, audio only podcast. So we'll start our. He got, he got the Matt Damon treatment today. He Sorry, got, he AJ. got bumped. Apologies. Yeah, <laughs> I told bumped, him. Unfortunately, you know, in case news happens, we might have to reschedule. Uh, so he was up for it. So look for that audio only podcast tomorrow around yeah. noon. Um, that will be out. Um, you know, got a, got, here's something I want to address that we keep hearing from people. Uh, and Michael says Davidson worked for he who shall not be named. 
So what? No, you, all matter. the evidence you have is that he hated every pick he ever made because he keeps trading everyone. Like, there's it a lot of matter. bosses I've worked for that I've disagreed with fundamentally. It yeah. doesn't. It is not a. We, we, I feel like we hear this two or three times a week, so you, I want to just. You don't. It. You don't. You don't. <laughs> only work for people that you agree with like that's not something that always that yeah. that is always the case everybody maybe, loves their boss what are you talking about <laughs> maybe he worked for he who shall not be named and learned what not to do <laughs> yeah exactly. i'm gonna do the exact opposite he how did to, and let's how see how do, that works how to do things lessons go both ways you either learn how to do things correctly or learn how to not do them and yeah. that that could be it doesn't matter that he worked for him he's already proven that he's got more stones than he who should not be named ever showed once in his time here. Uh, I, th- yeah, I think it's, it's I, I think one of the things with, with Kane and I feel like it's more, not necessarily a better than 50, 50 chance, but I think it's more of a possibility than with Jonathan Taze is the fact that he, he says he wants to wait until the season starts to consider um, you know, consider a, a trade, consider leaving Chicago um, where, where Taze says, you know, I, I, I don't know what I want to do. Kane, I, I feel like is going to give this season a little bit of runway to see what happens, feel out what playing for Luke Richardson is like, feel out what the, what the on ice product of this team is actually going to be. And, you know, we've talked about it before. There is the uh, wanting to be, you know, the all-time Blackhawks leader in points or games or whatever. Um, there is that factor to, to Kane that, that, that he values. And so, again, I don't think it's a better than 50% chance, but I think there is a, a slight chance that Kane might even say, like, hey, I see enough here that, I, I would want to stick around for this or I, 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 I can play with this, these guys. I can see these guys coming in. Um, I can see where this, this team is going um, and, and, and be on board for it with the idea of if I play in Chicago, another three, four seasons, um, maybe there's the chance that, that things ramp up in the, in that time. And I'm contending again later in my career, but at the very least, he is becoming the all-time leader in points and games played, yep. you know, whatever. I think that's a real consideration with Kane. I, again, I don't think it's the it's the likely thing to happen, but I do think that that is a consideration and possibly a reason that Davidson isn't banging on his door every time he has a, a, an offer come to him and saying, "Hey, Patrick, what do you think about this?" Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, and and the Kane thing, like you figure everything he's accomplished, right? Hart Trophy, uh, Conn Smythe's three Stanley Cups, on and on and on, all the achievements he's done. What is more meaningful when it's all said and done? Passing Stan Makita or winning another cup in Edmonton or Toronto or whatever? Yes, of course. The ultimate goal of hockey is to win a Stanley Cup. He's got three. His Hall of Fame is solidified. His statue outside the United Center is solidified. If he can pass Stan Makita, that is a record that – I never thought would be broken ever. And it may not, it still may not as great as Patrick Kane has been and as healthy as he's been and as productive as he's been, he still is what? Almost 300 points away from Sam McKee. It's like 280 something, right? Yeah. We did the math somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 287, something like that. 
it's it's within reach if he plays three or four more years. But I don't know if if it's me. If you're just putting me in Patrick Kane's shoes, I would be focused on breaking Makita's records. That would be the next thing I want to get done. Yeah. Yes, give give Connor Bedard something to shoot for in his career. <laughs> Someone um, to pass to. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and that's but, and that's the thing. People are like, "Oh, he'd love to play with Bedard." Well, I mean, you won't know when when you won't know until next summer. And at that point, it's too late to consider. I think it's too late to consider an extension. Obviously, too late to consider uh, a trade because the trade deadline will be over and yeah, he'll be a free agent. The best so, you could do would be trade his rights, his negotiating rights, somebody, right? And that's. A fourth round pick or something like that. If if even right. that, I think if he gets traded, it's going to be at the deadline because the only reason he's gonna, the biggest reason he's gonna want to um, get traded in the first place, is to win another Stanley Cup. So what he's not gonna, he's probably gonna wait and see how the season shakes out and see who the best. It's much easier to kind of pick and choose your spot to win a cup in right. March than it is in August. Mm-hmm. Lots of things can happen. So he may just wait to the deadline and say, okay, the Avalanche look like the team that's the best that's suited to win. Trade me there or Calgary or wherever. The, mm-hmm. the, the Rangers, so we could stop hearing about those rumors already. But like, yeah. I don't see him, if he gets traded, I don't see it happening until the deadline. And then even then, I'm not 100% convinced it's going to happen. I honestly think... When all when it boils down to it, is Kane those those Blackhawks records are more important to him than winning a fourth cup in whatever team. Yeah, um, the Hawks need something to sell tickets these next couple of seasons, <laughs> so I'm sure they would be on board with bringing him back beyond this year too. So yeah, it's going to be a storyline that is going to just keep coming up time and time again until we get a final decision, yay or nay. But uh, you know. August we like talking about stuff here's a before you wrap up it, like you know Kane waiting to see what happens you look at kind of like the Cubs recently where they've gone young it's been a tough year without a lot of wins but like you can kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel they're competitive they're in games uh, they've won what I think five consecutive series since the all-star break like they're there you see like the signs of growth and I think Patrick Kane could look at the Hawks this year and say, all right, like this roster is not very good. I also know that 90% of these guys will not be here when we're ready to win again, but I like Luke Richardson and I like what this coaching staff is doing and bringing, and I'm seeing the improvement. And some of these young guys do look like they could be part of things like Lucas Reichel looks like he's going to be a stud, whatever those are. I think that's what he's waiting to see, right? Taves, I feel like has a foot out the door. It just, that just feels different to me. Like mm-hmm. he seems pissed. It seems like he's been pissed for the better part of a year and a half now. And it's just like, convince me to not where Patrick Kane's almost like convince me to leave. Right. If that makes sense. So I don't know. I mean, this is going to be these things will be the two main topics of the entire season. Kane and Taves, Kane and Taves, oh, Kane and Taves, sure. get yep. used to it. Um, but it's fascinating. I'm already tired of it. It's, I know, <laughs> but it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be every day. Every yep. day we're going to talk. And about if that. I'm tired of it, I can't imagine what those two guys are feeling. <laughs> Seriously. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get like an obvious shirt with a statement no. on the trade deadline. Uh, that's probably <laughs> the, the best way to go. New. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to do the play of the week. Um, but tomorrow reminder, we've got AJ Hayfley from DNVR. 
which is our uh, Denver sister station. We're going to preview the abs. We've got new jersey numbers for the Blackhawks we're going to get to tomorrow as well, including a number that's never been worn hey. in Blackhawks history. Is it a nice number? No, no. almost. Hawks aren't that's that more than nice. <laughs> more than nice. No such thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, who's doing it today? Is it Greg? Yeah, we're, we're yeah. going to do the points right. play of the week. We're on fire. We got we're two wins two and in oh. a row. Two and, and we are oh. riding that Chicago Bears preseason juggernaut train right <laughs> to the bank, yeah. baby. Uh, we took the Bears on the money line last week uh, against the uh, Seahawks, wasn't it? Yes, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And that hit. And now they have their yearly preseason tilt against the mighty Cleveland Browns. Can't wait for that. Um, I will not be watching, but right. I will be betting on the game. And I was just going to go Bears on the money line again, but as our awesome producer, fearless leader Lawrence pointed out, uh, the under has hit in both of the first two preseason games, and the over-under for this game is 42. That seems a lot for two teams that can't score a lot of points like in a, a month preseason for the Bears. game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to parlay the Bears on the money lane with the under, but it wouldn't allow me to do that. Oh. I guess that was unfair. It was like a for sure win, so they didn't let me place that bet. So I'm just going to throw some money on the under at 42. The odds aren't super great. It's minus 115, so you're not going to get a ton of money back. But you know what? Getting some money back is better than getting no money back. Some is that, better than nothing. Good thing. That is how you keep money in your account instead of having to reboot it every couple of months. You, you take Sometimes you take those small victories yeah. and claim them as big victories. And the under, that's what we're going. Under 42, Browns and Bears. Uh, Justin Fields and the offense are expected to play the full first half. You know, maybe maybe QB one could uh, throw some darts and actually get us in the end zone a few times. But they're still, they're oh, still going to win nineteen reality. eighteen. Yeah, um, I know you're not going to be watching, but I will be because we'll be doing a post game show. Uh, haven't decided if we're doing a pregame show or not. It's preseason, regular season. We will definitely do pregame shows every week. Uh, this Saturday, might just do a post. We're not sure. We'll, we'll, we'll fill out. You know. Like jazz. All right, good to know. Sounds like a good day to get that Weber grill going and, and, yep. and get some sausages yeah, going for your Saturday Great preseason. Idea. You know, uh, Kevin Kadek was mentioning uh, wings for Saturday night, but I like the idea of, of, of some bullish sausage. Yeah, it's it's day. 15 degrees cooler outside on the deck than it is in the <laughs> office. Yeah, right. Let's get that thing going, mate. It no is excuses. Super hot today with the lack of sunshine outside, so we're sort of in a decent area right now, air mm. you know, airflow at this point. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that continues. I don't know. If, I don't think it's fixed. All right. Download that PointsBet app. Use the promo code CHGO when you do. All that good stuff. Uh, we're back tomorrow, audio only. We're recording early in the morning, but we should have it. Uh, should be definitely out by noon, uh, probably earlier, but just I don't want to overpromise. So look for it around uh, noon. And if you want to make sure you know when they're out, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure those notifications are on wherever you get your podcasts. I forgot to remind everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button. Tons of viewers today. No, it was a big, big news day. So we appreciated all the great comments in the chat. We There were so many we couldn't get to. But we're uh, putting some aside for some uh, slow week topics coming up here because there still is some time, seven weeks, until the puck drops on the preseason. So... Uh, Until then, for Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks to Lawrence for running the show. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.